When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Oh, only if we have to. Uh, welcome to it. I'm still seething after Thursday night football. Jason Matthews here. Scotty Sattler joining me as well. Hello, Satsy. Hello, Woogie, and uh, and listeners as well. Yeah, Thursday night was... Oh. Well, I didn't expect it. I think uh, majority of rugby league tipsters and fans thought that South Sydney would... Have a little bit too much class for the Dragons, but the Dragons, it was such an important game for them to try and stay in touch with the top eight. And to do what they did in the first half, I've got to say, you'd have to go a long way to find a person that um, that would have predicted that. 32-0 at half time. whoever thunk it. Uh, good to see that performance by the Dragons for Andrew McCulloch's 300th game. and Absolutely. Uh, only the 44th what player you, in the NRL. What did you do, Drew? Did you you watch uh, the entire game? No, I got to half time and I've just gone. Uh, I'm not watching those big heads anymore. South Sydney, I'm referring to. So, mm. um, I actually watched, and this was less torture. My wife goes, "Great, we can watch Grand Grand Designs Australia." Oh, so, what? Yeah, yeah, and that was less torture than watching South. In fact, they had a they, <laughs> they had this house, they, it, right theory, but it was built underground. And they come, they come back about two or three years later and see, because it's got like 80 bedrooms and all this sort of stuff, a bunch of hippies building something in the bush. They come back about three years later. It's not even finished. There's, it's like, well, why come back? Like, you, you've this show feels like nothing happened. So that was my... Just filthy, filthy rich people building massive homes. And that's what it was. And they couldn't finish because of COVID. It's like... Okay, well, good times. Thanks for your story. <laughs> um, yeah, round 15 of the NRL, well and truly underway. So we'll cover off on the rest of the games this weekend. But let's get into the news of the week. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Oh, by the way, Aidan Tolman coming up. There's another 300 clubber as well early this year. Sats, how many players currently in the NRL are playing uh, 300 games or more under the belt? Two. Okay, good. How many are dead? Uh, none. And how many well, overall mean? have played 300 games? Oh, I, told, I said that before, 44. 44, yeah. So, but no, how many out of the 300 clubbers have passed away? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking none. I don't know either. I'm just hoping you'd know. So Why you would you even bring question. up a morbid comment it's like that? It's not a morbid. Like, okay, how many are alive then? Okay, how many aren't playing? Okay, who was the first player to play 300 games and what position did he play? Uh, yes, uh, he was a back rower. Nope. Played in the 70s prop. and and the he was a prop. 80s. He was a forward. He was a forward, Bob O'Reilly. No. It's a good guess by Jeff Gerrard. Ah, the Penrith. Yes, of course, Jeff Gerrard. Para Penrith, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I was close. Forward, and uh, that'll do. That's about as close as I got. Uh, anyway, Aidan Tolman coming up on the show real soon. Um, I thought one of the funniest stories of the week was, uh, well, it's not as funny, 
West Tigers putting out a media release saying that uh, Leilua, Luciano Leilua, has left the club and mm. is now going to the Cowboys uh, early. And then our, um, our colleagues, Patton Heels, uh, talked to the football manager at the Cowboys and he goes, Michael we haven't, Luck, yeah. Michael Luck, we haven't even done a deal yet. Yes. We've got a deal for so, next year, but we haven't even mm. done a deal for this year. So we don't know what, what they're talking about. So they received a call, the New North Queensland Cowboys, saying if we could get it done now, would you take Luciano? And this is on the back of Helam Lukey, of course, is out for the rest of the year. They've lost Tom Gilbert, um, Lemu Elu next year. So they, they need the depth, especially for the back end of this year with, with Lukey being out. And they said, yeah, absolutely, we'll entertain it. So they gave that, that answer back within 30 or 45 minutes, uh, Toddy Payton and co. And then... The, cow, the, t- the Tigers, I should say, for some reason did the press release that you're alluding to, but that was only a verbal agreement. There was no physical agreement. Nothing had been signed yet. And then you know, there's, a, there's a pretty big process you've got to go through. Yes, you can ex- all parties can accept, but then you've got to look at your salary cap. Then you've got to lodge it with the NRL. Then the NRL salary cap auditor has got to look at it and say, yes, you can continue or no, you can't because it's going to put you over your salary cap. So, yeah, right, yeah. West Tigers, um, yeah, gone off a little bit half-cocked. It'll, yeah. it'll end up happening, and it'll end up playing in the next two or three weeks. But, but yeah, just get all your ducks in the line first. Yeah, um, and maybe tell the, the Cowboys that you're putting that release out. This was Michael Luck with Patton Hills. We've asked the question, and that's where it's at at the moment. There's still a bit of water to go on the bridge there. Um, nothing in writing anywhere. Yeah, we'd love to get Loach. We, we, he makes us a better team, particularly with the injuries we've had now. To, uh, to heal him and to Tommy Gilbert who'll be out for definitely this week and, and potentially a couple more. We've asked a question of, of Luciano's management to see if uh, he can negotiate the release with the Tigers and um, you know, hopefully that plays out over the next few days. Yeah, there you go. And in fact, it's the we get all media releases, Sats, don't we, from all the clubs. It's the first time yes. I've actually seen a club name another club in their media release. Normally what happens is they put out their release saying he's left the club and then two seconds later, bang, you get a, you'll get a media release from the Cowboys yes. saying that Luciano is now joining us. Well, I thought, and I thought it was strange. Now, upon reflection, I thought it was strange when I didn't see a media release from the Cowboys. I just yeah. thought, this, yeah, is, it, this it, is bizarre. It is always done in conjunction. It's always really Absolutely. effective communication yep. amongst the clubs and they – they basically push the send button pretty much the same sort of time. So, Absolutely. Yeah, poor administration work by the by the West Tigers, but, you know, they've had a fair bit going on in, the, yeah, in their front door the, over the last couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm willing to give them a pass, Mark. Okay. On on the West Tigers, before we move on, Madge has mm. said he wants to continue coaching. What, what are your thoughts with perhaps Madge? Well, the Warriors don't want him whilst he's the uh, New Zealand national coach, the, the owner of... The Warriors has publicly said, I don't think he can do both and is a conflict of interest. Fair enough. Park that to the side. Uh, he has got a test match coming up next weekend. So he's back into footy and he'll still be involved in footy this year. Um, could you see him perhaps at the Bulldogs next year? He wants to continue coaching. Could you see him as coach of the Bulldogs, given uh, given that Gus is a fan? Um, no. Okay. No. I, I think they'll go down a, a path where they can develop their own coach and – 
and you know Cameron Seraldo will, will be the the number. He'll, he's basically got a choice from what we're reading around the West Tigers and the Bulldogs. Now I've got my own opinion about Cameron Seraldo. I I wouldn't be signing with anyone if I was Cameron Seraldo. I'd be staying at the Panthers for the time being, and I continue coaching under Ivan Cleary and wait for the right role to come up. Now I don't agree with. So the you're saying? Of interest. Sorry, you're saying going back, that the mm. Bulldogs and the West Tigers aren't the right roles. Um, no, I don't think they are. Even with Cameron Seraldo, but even with the cattle the Bulldogs will have next year. No, I think you need. I think you need an experienced coach to go into those clubs that, where there's been so much damage, both from an administration front office level, all the way through to the the coaching ranks where there's been disharmony amongst um, all the key stakeholders that need to talk to each other and the decisions that have been made. I think you need a really strong, experienced coach that goes in there. Okay, and I don't so think that's Cameron Seraldo. Okay, so then I'll go back to Madge Maguire. He's experienced. Yep. He's a premiership-winning coach. Why wouldn't you consider him then? Because he's hurting at the moment, and I don't think jumping straight back in is the answer, Jace. I think what the answer for Michael Maguire, and I'm glad it's a World Cup year, and I'm glad there's a representative game for New Zealand next weekend, I think the right thing for Michael Maguire for the next two years, and we've got to remember he took time out when he left South Sydney. He was working for the NRL and the referees at one stage there. Mm. I think the right call and the right position for Michael Maguire is to sit back for the next two years, focus on building the international game for New Zealand, make sure that, one, they win against Tonga, one of the, the growing nations in rugby league, do their best to win the World Cup, and then he then he can start again. He can start. He comes from a, a place of positivity then, and not not the battle scars that he's carrying over the last four or five years since leaving South and also the Tigers. So if it's not who, who is this experienced coach then that you're talking about that should be coaching a team like uh, the Bulldogs or, or the West Tigers? Who is this person? There's not too many around. So again, They're few and far between. So then that geez, that makes Serraldo even. Even more um, valuable, doesn't he? Someone like him has been well, in a wonderful coaching system. Well, he has. Cameron Seraldo, in to his, you know, to his credit, has has only tasted success as a coach. Yeah. It's really difficult to go in and and taste defeat and how to deal with it. So, I still think at thirty seven, thirty eight years of age, he's still very young. I still believe that he's still got so much to learn as a coach, and you don't want to keep saying no to jobs. But he is a quality human. He's a quality coach. The players love him. But I still don't think it's the right time at the moment for Cam. I would stay with the Penrith Panthers and I would wait for... He might have his eyes on a, on a certain club that if that became available, that's the one that he would look he would he'd look at. Now, if he accepted a Bulldogs job or a Tigers job for argument's sake, and then just let's just throw up a club. Let's say he's, he says, I'd love to be able to coach the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Mm. And all of a sudden, that job became available. I wish it didn't because I'm a big fan of Anthony Griffin's. And he's just agreed to a deal at the Bulldogs. I think he's got to be really, yeah, I think he's got to be calculating in the way that he, he approaches this and, and just not jump into the, the deep end because there's jobs available, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'll tell you, you, know, I talk about, you talk about experienced coaches. If Michael Potter gets the, gets the, the results towards the back end of this, the back half of this season for the Bulldogs, there's an experienced coach that's been around. Yeah, he was at the Tigers and he's moved on from the Tigers, but yeah, you learn and you grow as a coach, you learn and you grow as a player. If he gets results in the back end of the season, why wouldn't you look at him? That's the thing about the Bulldogs. I know they want to sign a coach right now so they get, you know, they're recruiting back going again and players want to know who's going to be coaching the, 
the team. But you don't have to make a decision in the next two weeks. You've, okay. you've got another six or seven or eight weeks to really work on this. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Hey, listen, uh, the Pacific Test teams were released this week. I'm really pumped about – I know yeah, we're going to get through might. the rest of round 15, but can I just – can I just whet your appetite? That's W-H-E-T. Uh, is that right? Is it W-H? Yes, it is. Good. Why isn't it wet? W-E-T, Sats? I don't know. That's what the is first it? time I've ever heard W-H-E-T. And what does that mean? What does wet, who wet um, your appetite mean? Jeez, that sounds creepy. Don't, anyway. I don't know. Hey, um, look, at, look at next weekend. So Friday night, the Women's State of Origin at GIO Stadium in, in Canberra. Right, so you've got uh, that happening. Stimulates. Mm. Wet, wet is to stimulate the appetite. There you go. Did you Google it? I did. Thank you, Captain Google. Then uh, on Saturday, how about this? You've got the Kiwi Ferns uh, versus the Tongan women team as well. That's happening. Then you've got the uh, the Kiwis versus the Tongan men. And then on, on Saturday in the middle game, you've got Samoa taking on the Cook Islands. And then you've got PNG taking on Fiji. That's Saturday. That rugby league yes. action starts at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That'll go to 10 o'clock at night. And then on Sunday, you've got State of Origin 2 from Perth. Mate, next weekend, it, it's crept up on us, but that is just an outstanding weekend of rugby league. And we've got these arguments around having the weekend off NRL. No, you can't do it. You've got to keep it consistent. I think this is potentially the blueprint of one of the most exciting weekends of, of mm. rugby league on the entire calendar. We talk about origin being the, you know, the priority in rugby league on the, on the calendar outside the NRL grand final day. I think this along with origin on the Sunday just encapsulates what rugby league is all about. Um, you've got all these different cultures. You've got um, across the male and female game, great exposure. Yeah. The women's state of origin played on a Friday night has really flown under the radar. A lot of As people a standalone. Too. Yeah, and it's at GIO Stadium in Canberra. I'm still a big believer that, and I said this during the week with you, Jace and Badge, I still believe that the the NRL women's and the men's should be on the same on the same night. It's not about a curtain raiser and one being less than the other. It's the biggest event of the year that separates all fans, mm. and we need to celebrate it. I think on the same day, and um, I, I know that the women's game want to stand alone and at a GIO Stadium, but. I just feel as though that playing it as a curtain, curtain raiser of the game before um, the men's game on Perth in Perth, I think that's just a, an amazing way to continue growing the game in areas of a, of the nation that yeah. that don't follow a lot of rugby league. What What are you looking forward to apart from State of Origin on the Sunday? Oh yeah, I'm no, looking. I, I, what are you looking I can't forward to? Wait, I can't wait to watch. And now Katoni Staggs and Daniel Tupo have made themselves available for New South Wales now. If both of those play for New South Wales, it doesn't yeah. matter. If they both, let's say Katoni misses out on State of Origin selection, plays for Tonga, I can't wait for this game. One, oh no, that's I want to see. Awesome. I want to see Michael Maguire get a win. I want to see him start getting on the, the path of positivity. But you look at the Tongan forward pack, <laughs> it's Adam Fanua Blake, Jason Taumalolo, Satili Tupanua. It's just, it's a phenomenal forward pack. I can't wait to watch yeah. that game. Now that will huet. Your appetites uh, on Saturday, no doubt. That's the uh, that's the big rep weekend happening next weekend. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. Yeah, tonight it's the Broncos taking on the Melbourne Storm at at uh, Amy Park. What is it? Second versus third 
on the ladder tonight, Sats, and, and you go, wow, this would be an amazing game normally. But I tell you what, the Broncos, what are they going for, nine straights? Eight or nine straight? They're going to do it tough tonight against the Storm. There's a lot of players out through injury for the Broncos. Yeah, there are. Most notably, Adam Reynolds is out with a rib injury. Oh, you know, I loved it last week when he hurt that injury, hurt that rib he stayed on, and I think it sent a really big message to the rest of his playing group. He's still got a very young playing group, and as a leader, he knew he wasn't going to be his best. He knew he was eventually going to come off. But what I loved is that he just tried to he tried to get through it for his side. And um, outside of him, they've also got a big loss. I think he's been one of the form centres of the comp is Herbie Farnworth. He's ruptured his bicep. So it was a, it's a horrible injury when you rupture it. You could see it actually on the Channel 9 coverage last week when he did rupture his bicep, that it was it tore down in where your elbow region is yeah. at the front of the arm. Yeah. And it had already made its way up his arm. So you could see his bicep was already coiled up all the way up the top of his arm. So oh. it's a terrible injury. He had surgery two days later. He'll be gone for up to 12 to 14 weeks. They get Kurt Catewell back. They get Selwyn Cobbo back. And Payne Haas has been named. Not sure whether he's going to play. And, and um, also... They they get Jake Turbin joins the bench as well because Corey Pakes is out with a knee injury. So they get some players back, but missing the main player at Adam Reynolds and one of those strike players in, in Herbie Farmworth is a, is a big loss. And I suppose on the flip side of that, the Storm with Ryan Pappenhausen, everyone's sort of, sort of thinking, okay, hang on a sec. He could be that number 14 jersey if he gets across with a good performance in the, the match against the Bronx. But he's been ruled out now with, with COVID, so he yeah. won't play before Origin. So would you pick him for Origin without a game under his belt if you want to? No, I, I wouldn't pick any player that's coming back from a long yeah. hamstring injury, anything over yeah. three or four weeks. Okay. Because hamstring injuries can become chronic. And if they become chronic, you spend the rest of your career trying to nurse them. Same with Latrell. What about this rubbish that's been going around this week that, Perhaps South were justified in letting Adam Reynolds go, given the injuries he's copying. I mean, this is a rib injury. This is not something that he's had, you know, pestering him for a long time. This is something that occurred on the night in that game. And, I mean, that I'm sick of this trashy journalism, Sats, unless you agree with them. But I just go, what, what, seriously? You're, because he's hurt his ribs now, South have yeah, made no, the right a, a decision? A rib injury. A rib injury is any injury. Absolutely. There's an injury, I should say, that any player can get. But, you know, there are some concerns about Adam Reynolds' lower back and hamstrings. It's, it is something that he did come to the Broncos with. He something that was the reason why South Sydney weren't willing to offer him a long-term deal. And I can see that from a business point of view. Should he, he, did, he was offered something. He was offered a year with a year option in the club's favour. And when you're protecting your club and the future of the club, and I know he's one of the proudest sons of South Sydney. I get that. But take the emotional aspect out of it. I feel as though that if I was South Sydney, I would have done exactly the same thing. I would have offered him a two-year contract, one year in their option, mm. in the club's option, and then allow him to continue just but that's fine. trying to develop Lachlan Ilias. But, but that, you know, I don't agree with this. I don't, They're but, not going to get three years out of him. They I, may not get three years out of him. But you know what? You don't know. But you know what? He... Even having him around the club is better than not. And I'd say right now, South, they're thinking, well, they're probably not even thinking, but right now I'd rather have him at South than have him at the Broncos because South are missing him badly. Yeah, well, uh, this is the year, this would be the year that 
that they offered him South Sydney, and if he accepted, he would be playing at South. And it might be a different scenario, and he might be playing that well that come this time of year, halfway through the season, they say, you know what, Adam, we're going to take up that second-year option because we love what you're doing for the club. Storm 13-plus tonight? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Without Pappenhausen, I think um, I think Storm 1-12. to 12. Storm 1-12, to 12. rightio. Big call there from the 2003 grand final hero. <laughs> this is off the bench. We've got to get to a break. When we come back, we're going to look at some game that happened on Thursday night. I know you're not interested in it, but I suppose <laughs> we have to do it because it's on the run sheet. This is off the bench. Back shortly. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Taken there by Milne and also Elias. He'll play it 30 metres out from the South Sydney line. It comes to Ben Hunt. Kicking on the fourth tackle. Lomax chasing. Awkward bounce for Johnston. Pulled in one-handed by Lomax. Back to Ben Hunt. And Ben Hunt scores the try. Five minutes gone in the game. And the Dragons score first. 41 out from the South Sydney line. 20 in from the Western Touch line. Plays to McCulloch. Now it comes to a moan. Dummy straight through. Fullback to beat. Where's the support? Ravalawa's there and Ravalawa scores. They're in again, the Dragons. That was pretty ordinary defence from South Sydney. And Makali Ravalawa gets the second Dragons try of the night. And we've only had 11 minutes. 10-0 with a kick to come. Fourth tackle. Now Hunt to the line. Back to DeBellum. Pushes away from Burgess. Away from another and scores. Well, that was poor defence from South Sydney again. Jack DeBellin has got the third Dragons try inside 15 minutes. 16-0 with a kick to come. What is going on with the Rabbitohs? Now Monet cut that ball to Lomax. Lomax and Graham steps out of the tackle. The flick pass out the back to Ravalawa, who pushed away from Johnson, went backwards, then forwards to score in the corner. 20 points to nil with a kick to come. The Dragons are on fire. Hunt, a high kick to the wing of Paulo. He leaped, but not high enough. Moses Suley comes through and takes the ball, and the Dragons are in again. He's only two metres out from the line. Cook, short ball, try. Cameron Murray under the black dot. He ran at 100 miles an hour to score that try. And so back-to-back tries for South Sydney. Ooh. And Murray, who floats it over the top to Arrow, now to Tuff, oh. who steps inside, kicks the ball off another leg. Still back going. Back to Graham. Graham <laughs> holds onto it, but can't get it away. It's been stolen by Ravalawa. And Ravalawa's away down the other end of the field, still going and taken <laughs> there by Cody Walker. What a Finally, full time. And the Dragons have won. There you have it, 32-12 as a South supporter. That was disgusting. I, as I told you, I, I turned it off at half time and watched, uh, what is it, Grand Designs Australia. That's how bad my night was. Uh, my obvious question to you, Sats, were the Rabbitohs terrible or were the Dragons good? Well, a bit of both. But the Rabbitohs dropped the ball off the kickoff, young Lachlan Ilias. But then the Dragons in their first time, they got the ball back after a kick return, they dropped the ball in the first first tackle as well. So it was back to level pegging, and South were able to say, well, right, well, they've made a mistake. It's game on again. But South Sydney's intensity, well, lack of it, there was no intensity at all. Uh, there was a milestone game. Of course, Andrew McCulloch has been a tremendous uh, servant of the game, the boy from Dolby, 300 games. And, and 
yeah, they they played with a lot of passion, the Dragons. But there's a lot of importance around staying in touch with the top top eight as well. Um, they now move up into the eight until results go either way this year, this week. But but the way the Dragons play, they played like a top eight side. And but the Rabbitohs, they haven't really fulfilled me yet this year. They haven't really convinced me that they're a top eight side against the Titans. They they beat the Titans. Jace, you were at that game. We called that game and. Um, they they did enough in the last twenty minutes to put it with beyond doubt, but they really didn't convince me. And last night, thirty to nil at half time. I mean, whoever saw that coming, um, I don't think anyone did. To not score any points in the second half is that concerning for the Dragons? No, probably not, because I've always found that you know psychologically you don't switch off, but you just yeah you can never find that same form that got you there in the first half. Um, so, but there's. There's some worrying signs at the at the Rabbitohs, without a doubt, Jase. Well, one one of the worrying signs is Jason Demetrio, rightly or wrongly, after what twenty eight minutes, twenty nine minutes, hooked mm. his halfback Lachlan Ilias. Um, uh, unusual, unusual, and I wouldn't say Very unusual. And I wouldn't say that he was the reason why they were struggling in that first thirty minutes. I mean, I support JD's decision, but I, I just I thought the forwards were absolutely pathetic. For the Rabbitohs, no go. Even Murray was missing easy tackles. Yeah, to, to see him miss a tackle, the ease with which what he he did miss Talatoa Mono to, to set up Ravalawa for a try. Um, yeah, it, it's uncharacteristic. So, yeah, they're not comfortable with the the bunnies with the way they're playing at the moment. And uh, Lachlan Ilias' decision. Um, yeah, I thought it was the wrong decision. I think, yeah, he dropped the ball off the kickoff and defensively they're attacking his side and he's that link player that, that comes up with the right or wrong decisions. And I feel as though that he, he probably could have waited until halftime, sat down and had a chat to him, either pulled him off at halftime or said, listen, second half this is what I want you to try and work on, okay? What I would do moving forward is I wouldn't drop him. I'd work with him over the next two weeks because Origin next week. Yeah. I'd keep him in first grade. I think dropping him to second grade is going to do no one any good and he is meant to be the future of the club. So they've got to stick solid with the kid and they've got to continue to, to develop him. Um, do you think um, Do you think that old dent, his Absolutely courage, well. his well, it, it'll, confidence? It'll, it'll just be his confidence because, I mean, you're on TV. There's a lot of people watching it. There's a lot of media around. Everyone's talking about it today. The press conferences around. Why'd you bring up Lock, bring off Lachlan Ilias? So it, it's embarrassing for the player. So yes, his confidence is going to be knocked around. But that's when it comes down to how good are your people skills as a coach. Jason Demetrio has got great relationships relationships with his players, and he's got great communication with his players as well. So I've got no doubt that Jason Demetrio would have spent some time with him after the game. We'll have another chat to him today or tomorrow mm. and let's talk about how we get you back to playing really good rugby league. I don't think you'll drop him and I, I'll be disappointed if he did. How, on the other side of the coin, how good's Ben Hunt going? It's, it's just unbelievable, Outstanding. isn't it? Leading the Dally M's. Yep. Um, he would have got points again last night. I thought Blake Laurie, the Dapto Canary, the front row, yeah, yeah. whose nickname's Blocker, I thought he was amazing. Yep. And um, yeah, but Ben Hunt is just, you know, not a natural. Well, he is a natural number seven, but he doesn't play like the regular number sevens we see these days. He's he's unorthodox, but he's a very good player. And he's if they make the finals, it'll just be on the back of how he's playing. Yeah, Ravala, Ravalawa back into the uh, try scoring after his drought as yeah, well. Yeah, two tries. Yeah, so yeah, good, good performance. Two tries.
good performance all around from uh, the Dragons. Uh, probably the uh, the week off for the Rabbitohs come at a good time. Uh, chance to to restock and get themselves, you know, uh, back for a game in a couple of weeks' time or a week and a bit's time. So, do you think the quickly before we go to a break, do you think the five day turnaround had an effect on the Rabbitohs? They look flat. Oh, yeah, I know. I think you know, so much money goes into sports science these days that, and you know what, you're playing rugby league. How can you not be up for it? Yeah, true. You're living the dream, aren't you? Mm. Rightio, that's yeah. the uh, review of our Thursday night football. Dragons 32, South Sydney 12. God, that hurts to say that. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Fans excited. Last tackle. Pressure. I may have had a dabble. I may have had a dabble on that game. I called this game his 300th game. He is a stalwart. He's a great club and won a comp as well. He's always at very short odds to score tries. (laughs) (laughs) And his side, the Cronulla Sharks, have got a pretty important game at Coffs Harbour against the Gold Coast Titans this week, sitting fifth at the moment, the Sharks. And he's joining us on the line. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Aiden. No worries, fellas. Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't think it'll get old listening to that audio, scoring that first try in the 300th game. So... Yeah, very proud moment, that's for sure. Well, I, I met you a couple of weeks ago for the first time, Aiden, at, um, after a game uh, I was calling for uh, SEN League, and I met yourself and your young son, Flynn, and I asked him, is he going to score a try in his 300th game? And he, he laughed and giggled at me as if it was a joke. Like, why is it? It's not, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought you were odds-on special to score on your 300th game. Well, I, I mean, I was only listening to the audio back about, you know, the game on Fox or whatever it was, and um, I think there's been a number of actually players who have scored in their 300th game. I don't know how many front rowers have, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so it might be one of those things. It's a bit of a tradition to score in your 300th game. But uh, to be honest, mate, it was it was such a, um, you know, a great moment that the whole week, really, the whole lead-up to the game, um, the Sharks had, and, and the NRL had done a great job Sort of just the way it the way it worked, and it couldn't have went any better on the field in the day. I mean, Newcastle at that stage they won two. They just got beat by Penrith, and we knew we were up for a battle. So, um, yeah, what I mean, what a great way to get your three hundred game, and something that I can, you know, when I retire, I can look back on and be very proud of. And and ran for three hundred meters that night as well. He did, Aiden Tolman. Now, um, <laughs> playing three hundred games or winning a comp, can you separate the two? I think they're different. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't separate them, but they're very different. I mean, um, where the competition is, and you know, it, you know, it's it's such the work and effort that goes into that year, right from the first day of preseason. I mean, and, that, and that's what you dream of coming into the first grade is is winning the grand final. Like it's something that you just you just can't describe. Being there on the game day and, and just the emotion and the feeling you go through, and you know, the ups and downs of the whole year, it's something that very special. But I suppose. You know, your 300th game is, is all the work that you put on right from, you know, the start from when you first started playing footy four or five years old and the effort your parents and, and all the family and friends and volunteers put into the game. So I suppose it's, that's, that game is one for everybody, you know, that, that's ever been a part of your career, whereas uh, the grand final is, you know, that team that, that you've built the whole season. And, um, yeah, they're both very special and you know, very fortunate enough to, to have played in grand finals and, and won one and then um, played on three as well. So, yeah, like I said, I suppose when you sit back at the end of it and 
um, you know, be able to reflect on what a career I've had. It's they're, they're both very special for, for different reasons. For any of your teammates, um, if they approached you, or it, maybe they have, or, or your former teammates, if anyone said to you, hey, I want to be just like you and play 300 games, what's your advice? What would it be, Aiden? Oh, I mean, a lot of, a lot of things, I suppose. Um, I think for me, it just comes down to, to hard work and just being the player that everyone wants to play with. You know, you. I'd like to think that I pride myself on the little work, the little efforts. You know, I'm not the most talented player in the world. I know that I don't score many tries and, and don't set up many, but I just go about my business. I, I do my, I do my job for the team, put the team first, and um, you know, teams teams need those type of players. They need the guys that are just willing to you know roll up their sleeves and get the job done. And um, if they do that, it allows the you know the the players that can score the tries and do all the flashy stuff to play their role. So I mean that's that's what's so great about our game. It's got people from you know different different backgrounds, different um, body shapes and sizes. And you know I'm a hundred kilo front rower and I'm going up against guys that are you know fifteen twenty kilos my on top of me. But that's just the beauty of the game. It's um, it tailors for everybody. So mm. um, yeah, it's, um, it's it's I suppose that's the thing. Work hard and. Um, you never know where it can take you. And and I guess it's also about being um, grateful about being in the side somewhere. I mean, it used to be a bit of a stigma coming off the bench many years ago, but of course now a 17-man game. Are you quite comfortable? I know there's times where you start and times where you're off the bench, but you're quite comfortable with that role with the Sharks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know my place in this team. Obviously, um, you know, we've, we've got a great forward rotation here. Um, you know, still a few guys that come back into the squad um, sort of over the next month or two, but um, at the moment where you know we've got a really good forward rotation. Obviously, the start of the game you need that impact and that punch. Um, you know, which what Toby and, and Royce Hunt, Toby um, brings and Royce Hunt brings, and then um, Cam McInnes was there as well. But there's still Dale, you know, to come back and and Jack Williams and Braden Hemmingwelly, and so you know we've got a, a lot of guys there who can do a job for us. So at the moment, look, I'm I'm happy um, playing my roles in the team. Obviously. Um, you know, I would like to think I've always been a defensive player and that sort of middle half of the field is where I come on and try and tidy up the ruck there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just enjoying playing. I'm still enjoying playing footy. I'm enjoying playing footy in this side. We've, um, you know, we're putting, we're putting some good performances. We're not where we want to be as yet, but we're moving in the right direction. So, yeah, it's very, very happy to be here. Now, Saturday afternoon, you've got a really important game against the Gold Coast Titans, but played at Coffs Harbour, the international stadium there, beautiful stadium so you're up there a couple of days early. You're doing some clinics with the with the locals. Yeah, we've been um, we've got up here a few days early before the game. We've been um, out and about in the community. We've done some school visits, some hospital visits, and you know some junior rugby league clinics um, the past couple of days. So yeah, it's great to to give back to country rugby league. It's one of the you know grassroots of of our game. And um, I grew up in Hadhead, which is about an hour. Um, south of Coffs Harbour, so this is this is my local group that I played in um, as a junior, and I know how much uh, rugby league means this community. And we don't get um, rugby league um, games up here very often, and we don't get players that come up here. So you know, to see the smile on the young kids' faces, getting autographs, and um, playing a game with with some of their idols is it's it's great, and it's only going to grow the game into the future. So uh, I, I believe there should be more of it. You know, a lot of there is a few teams that do take to to country areas, but um, you know, it's the Sharks. Um, this is our second home game here in two years, so um, hopefully we can we can get a good crowd. I'm pretty sure it's close to being sold out, so we'll get a good crowd, and it should be a good spectacle on Saturday. So, outside of that 300th game, is this is this the the uh, the game where you'll get the most of your family and friends along to watch you play? <laughs> 
I would presume so, yeah. It's, it's not too far away. So, um, yeah, look, I've got a fair crew coming up for the game. And, um, yeah, I mean, they love supporting me. I love having my family and friends there. It doesn't um, happen too often down in Sydney. So um, to have them at a local game and um, cheering me on, it's, it's always special. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Does it feel much different when you're at, uh, at Coffs Harbour at the stadium there as opposed to, say, Shark Park or even one of the other biggest stadiums around the place? You played a lot with the Storm, a lot with the Bulldogs. But is it, how does it feel as a player to be in those um, country, at those country grounds with the crowd so close? Yeah, it does feel a bit different. I mean, we're, we're really lucky in, in um, you know, Shark Park that it, that it is quite a, a close yeah, um, true. Stadium and the atmosphere is is amazing there because we have we have had big crowds this year. They've, they've been pretty much sold out um, every home game, so um, we have been pretty lucky in that regard. But yeah, I mean, you do you do notice it. You do notice how close the crowd is, and um, Cox Harder is a you know it's a circular oval, so it's they put in a temporary stand on the uh, I think it's the eastern side, so. It does it does make it a little bit close as well, and you're, you're right in, in close. And, and the fans just love it. Like bringing games up here, the noise is it's, it's loud. It's it's really it's you know you're really close to the um to the to the crowd as well. So yeah, it, it is it is something special. And uh, but I mean, once you cross that white line, I mean, it's all about that. I mean, you do appreciate the fans and you hear the noise, but once you're over there, you have got a job to be done. So you know, I suppose it's. Um, yeah, it gets you fired up when you when you do things right, but um, I suppose it can go the other way too if you're not going so well. It can be very quiet. Now, uh, you've, uh, you're one of the good guys of the game, Aiden. I've always heard, heard such great things about you. With Wade Graham a couple of weeks ago when I, when I met you for the first time, he's, uh, he's a great guy himself. You've, been, uh, you've had a terrific career, but you've got a lot more to come with the Sharkies uh, pushing towards uh, an NRL premiership in, in 2022. Thanks for joining us. Good luck this weekend. No worries. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on board. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Now on Off The Bench, time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, Sats, you know that I have a a couple of favourite race days. The Amateurs in Cairns. We talked about that last week. I love Magic Millions. Which you've never been to, but anyway. No, but I, I have been once. Well, how can it be your favourite when you've never been? I have been. I've been once, and I, but I didn't know it was the amateurs, and I just rocked up one day, and there was this big race day on in Cairns, and I went, oh, this is good. So it was the best three days of my life. It was fantastic. Uh, so I have been, so apology accepted. Uh, Magic Millions for obvious reasons, and the other one is the Ipswich Cup. It's like a country meeting in the city. It's... A, it's great. It's going to be jam-packed tomorrow uh, at the Turf Club out at Ipswich. Joining us now is Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. Hey, Nelson, it is a big day, isn't it? It is a massive day, Jase. Uh, 20,000 plus. So get out there. They pack the course uh, inside. Uh, the infield's packed with marquees, etc. The outside's got, well, the, the flat side. Uh, the grandstand side's got a plenty of uh, patrons as well enjoying themselves, and there'll be plenty of... Uh, Liquids flowing, and it'll be a big day out at Ipswich. I'm just interested to hear that. You said uh, uh, those three days at Cairns at the Amateurs are the best three days of your life. I wonder if your wife's aware of that. I hope she's listening. Oh, did you have to highlight it again? <laughs> yes, I did. It, enough, no funny business went on. I'm not like you blokes. Anyway, we'll move no, on from that. Quite... I don't know what you mean, Chris. You got, no, I meant you've got married, you've had kids and that, but you're claiming that that's the best three days of your life. And I think this again, could be the best... This could be the best sad day in a lot of people's lives. 
out at Ipswich. 22 degrees, Chris O. Could be. Beautiful weather. Yeah, it's going to be good. And you bailed him out there, Sats. Yeah, yeah no. it is going to be yeah, a beautiful exactly. day weather-wise. No, no, I'm just texting my lawyers now as we speak. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Nelsa, I want to I want to mention uh, not only – I'll get your tips in a moment, but, of course, uh, mm-hmm. the horse that we've adopted here uh, on Off the Bench and, and Sports Day because of our colleague Gary Belcher, Badger's Nuts. Uh, they're, mm. they're going around that old, that old thing, going around mm. in uh, race two tomorrow at Ipswich. Big horse. Yeah, and comes off a uh, comes off a maiden win last time out at Doombin and was quite impressive there. Did a bit of work early in the race and then uh, was too strong at the end. Badger's Nuts, uh, yeah, I'm not sure where I'm going with Hang this, on. But anyway, Badger's, Badger's Nuts, nuts were too strong chance. at the end. That's great. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, anything I said was going to be taken out, taken out of context there, so I'm very careful with what I'm saying here. All right. But, mm-hmm. look, should run a nice race and can run a placing. Okay, at least. let's hop off Badger's Nuts and let's get so your Badger's tips, Nuts please. won't be scratched? Oh yes! <laughs> I reckon they'll I'm win. Not, I reckon they'll win by a hair. I reckon they will. Oh. Hey, listen. Uh, oh, um, have you got some tips? Uh, yes. Race seven, the Ipswich Cup, number three, Bartholomew Diaz. I think can win again. Was impressive winning at Eagle Farm a couple of weeks ago. A horse I think has, or an import I think has turned the corner. So we'll go with him. Race seven, number three, and race eight, the uh, Eyeliner. Number five, Vinko for Tony Gollan and Ben Thompson. Ben Thompson won the race last year on Snitch for Tony Gollan. So hopefully Vinko can do the same. Comes off a, a last start win at Eagle Farm. Beat Charm Me Baby there, who came out and won last Saturday at Eagle Farm uh, in a listed race. And the previous to that, Vinko was very unlucky in the race that Alligator Blood came out of. So all good form lines uh, into Vinko on Saturday at Ipswich. It's going to be a big one. It'll be a big uh, night, I reckon, too, at the Racehorse Hotel next door, too. Good stakes there. That's not a, a plug. That I'm just making a point. That's where my auntie <laughs> and uncle take me all the time, Sats. Mm, they live food. at Ippy. And I go, about food with you. It is. They do nice chips there as well. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Just because you two blokes have never been out to Ipswich, I'm a man of the people. I'm there all the time. Boys, yep. have a good one. Good luck uh, with your Saturday racing. You too, guys. Have a great weekend. Before we go, on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? Sats, what are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to two things. I'm looking forward to Para versus Roosters. I'm, I'm expecting Para to bounce back. Para fans, don't panic. Everything's all right. Some clubs just have an off week. And sometimes it's not a bad wake-up call. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing how the Parramatta Eels bounce back. Rightio, I'm looking forward to the uh, the remaining rounds of the US Open. Plus, I'm playing golf on the weekend. Second week, it's stroke. <sighs> Sats, help me out here. It's stroke this mm. weekend, and I'm playing with the club champion. So he hits off on two over. So he's got a positive handicap. I'm off mm. twenty eight. He can't finish a hole until I'm finished. So he could be Honestly, wait, he could be waiting fourteen strokes later, and I'm well, still. Well, it happy. takes on average around three and three quarter to four hours to play a full round of golf. Yeah, it could be literally the longest game of golf in the history of the game. Well, there is a risk because there's no daylight savings. Uh, that mm. I'm teeing off at six forty four. I could still be going at six forty four p.m. Mm. Time I stop for a beer and a pie and try and find my ball and all that. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. You're not going to ruin my weekend. This has been Off the Bench. Scotty Sattler, it's been wonderful today, even though you're cranky. 
Uh, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, good luck to your team this weekend. I uh, hope you have a great one. See ya.